Welcome to my testimony and today, wow, we, we, yes, we have another incredible young man, someone that we saw growing up before our eyes and um, he's joining us today, um, Joey Anderson. <laughs> how are you doing today, uh, you Joseph? Doing, man? Hey man, I'm, I'm good man, glad to be here, thanks for having me. Yep, yep, and um, we saw, as we said before, Joey grew grew up in front of our eyes, you know, him and his family, yep. his mom, dad, his younger sister, and it's a, it's a pleasure to to be here having this conversation with Joey today, and I know our hearts are going to be blessed. So, again, Joey, welcome to my testimony. <laughs> Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Honor to be here. Before we get into our testimony, let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful day that you prepared for us, for waking us up and for allowing us to see another day and and to worship you. We pray that as Joey share his testimony today, that he will speak from his heart and that you just um, the words that he will he will um, say to us will just be the words from on high. And that your Holy Spirit will just bless us and that you continue to allow us to be receptive to what to the things that you are telling us. Mm. So thank you again for everything we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Yeah, so Joey, as I said before, you, we, we saw you growing up with yeah. us at church and um, we've been through so many things together, Pathfinders and, yep. and um, all the programs at church. And uh, we had a conversation recently, and uh, you shared some stuff with us. So, um, you know, tell us, because, you know, people see us go to church every Sabbath, yeah. and we say, Happy Sabbath. Happy Sabbath. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we are here with our families and stuff, and they don't know the behind the scenes and the struggle that all of us go through. Yeah. And you've been through some stuff. So um, let's start the story there. Tell us, tell us what's, what was going on at let's that time. at the beginning. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, the very beginning, the interesting thing is, uh, you know, like you mentioned, you know, we come to church all the time. And, you know, a lot of people that uh, I grew up with, you know, such as, you know, your daughter and, uh, you know, people like Brianna, Josh, you know, all those other people. Mm -hmm. It's always been, uh, I guess, a facade that uh, me specifically, I always try to uh show to them because i you know i never wanted to portray my negativity or you know the things that i was dealing with on them right so um really it it didn't really start for me i wasn't really aware until i was probably about 11 Mm. 11 12 years old um, when i uh, started middle school um i started to notice some characteristics about myself um that you know, played a role in, you know, how I grew up and the things that I had to endure. So, you know, for mm-hmm. starters, I'm sure you guys knew, as you, you know, see me growing up, uh, I was a pretty uh, introvert yes. growing up. Very uh, quiet. You know, very quiet, very, <laughs> very quiet. quiet. I'm, I'm, out of yeah. the, I'm out of that now. But yeah. when I was when I was younger, it was a real thing. And so, yeah. 
but people always thought the interesting thing is that people always thought that I was quiet because that was just something uh, that was a part of me. Like it was just something that I grew up with, but really it was just, it was something that, that had an effect on me because of what I was going through outside of the church. Mm. Okay. Right. So, okay. um, you know, at home, you know, my parents, um, you know, they were great. Um, but you know, like any, any group of parents, you know, they're human, they make mistakes. And, uh, it, it, it really had an effect on me, um, more so because I, I didn't understand, um, the, the things that they were dealing with, you know, because right. again, I was, I was young at the time. I didn't really understand. Wow. So, you know, I, uh, you know, being an introvert, I was always the, I guess what you would call the black sheep of the family, because, mm. you know, if you know my sister, you know that yep. she's the complete opposite of yeah, what I was, is. you know, she was the extrovert. She was yeah, the, yeah, the straight yeah. A student, you know, skipping mm. like two, two different grades, yeah. you know, graduating mm. early, all that, you know, yeah. great stuff. Right. And I was kind of the, I don't know if I would say uh, a disappointment, but it kind of felt that way for me, mm. even though my parents would never say it. I, I always felt like they valued Brianna more than me. Mm. Now, I don't know if that's true, but that's just the way that that's just the way that I was feeling, you know. As right. Yes, 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 yes. So, uh, you know, it, it kind of carried on uh, really until I was well, until now, really, until I, 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 you know, I, you know, graduated college and got my life together. But I was going through some phases um, where, um, you know, my dad, he bought his business, you know, mm -hmm. he was, um, you know, working really hard to, you know, put the whole thing together and make it successful. Right. And right. it was kind of a bittersweet thing for me because, you know, obviously with him having his own business, you know, I had access to things that I probably wouldn't have had. You know, I had mm -hmm. the best school. I had the, you know, the, the clothes, the, you know, the nice shoes, everything. Mm -hmm. right, right. But at the same time, um, I've always thought to myself, I would have preferred at that time that I would have him around more mm. as opposed to me having those things. Right. Because at school, you know, my friends would always say, oh, my God, you have the great life. Like, you have all these things. You're always yeah. going on vacations, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, my mom, she loves to travel. So we're yeah. like, we're all over the place like every other week. Right. Yeah. And I would think to myself, like, yeah, but it, it cost me my family in the process. Mm. So it was like, well, mm. I was like, if only they could just understand things from my view. Because right. like you mentioned on the outside, everything just seemed like it was great. Right. But, you know, you take like one step inside somebody's shoes, you learn a lot more than you would think. Right. Exactly. So exactly. like, you know, so we would go on vacations all the time. And, you know, since my dad would be at work, and my mom, you know, and my sister, you know, they're like, they're tied to the hip. Like, they're just, you know, they're always around each other. They're always close right. to everything. So, yeah. And it was it was a great thing for her. Um, but it kind of left me alone to kind of try and wow. figure things out on my own. Wow. Um, and, you know, um, I've talked to my dad about it. And we've, you know, we've, we've reconciled things and everything. But mm. at that time, it was just confusion uh, and rage. A lot yeah. of rage, uh, right? Uh, a lot of rage, and I'm not, I can't emphasize it enough. It was just a lot of rage, mm. and I would take it. Well, I, I would I would sometimes take it out on my friends at church. Mm. I would try my hardest not to, though, 
because I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to project my anger onto them because, you know, obviously it's not fair to them. But there were some times where I would, you know, I would come to church, you know, after a situation at the house Mm -hmm. and it would just spill over. Like I couldn't just hold on to it anymore. Mm. And, you know, I won't, I won't say names, but, you know, I ended up ruining some friendships because of that. And, you know, it was on one hand, you know, people were kind of like, Oh, he's, you know, he's acting like a jerk. He's acting like this and all that stuff. But like, in my mind, I'm just like, it's just like my, my brain is like just so focused on like the things that are going wrong. Like I'm not even thinking, I wasn't even thinking about the fact that I have friends that I have, you know, people that care about me. So I ended up pushing a lot of people away because of what I was going through at home. Right. So, um, can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Where was God in the whole midst of this? You're going to church. We we see you at church. You're right. in pathfinders. Mm. You're doing all this stuff. We think that you're spiritual. So where is yeah. God in this whole journey of you feeling so alone and by yourself? That's the amazing thing about God is because there's a difference between knowing about him and knowing him. Mm. Right? Oh, wow. So mm. I knew about God. I learned about him. But that relationship was, was non-existent, if I'm mm. being honest with you. Which is amazing when you when you bring it up now because you know I was doing so many of those things I was you know I was I was you know in Pathfinders I was in the youth group sometimes right. and I was in SAP school and all that stuff so you would think that I had a spiritual connection right. but the truth and, of the right. matter is and, like, and you and you even preach yeah. I remember you one time too. you were preaching yeah yep. yeah and I even preached yeah. Right. yeah and in that moment like it was a good thing for me but at the same time like I didn't really feel like I gained anything from it because. Mm-hmm. Oh my relationship with God just, it just like, it wasn't there. Like you got to remember, like when I did that sermon, when Mm. I did that sermon, it wasn't something that I volunteered. Mm. It was something that, that was part of the, the, the curriculum for that Pathfinder class. It was the evangelistic series. And so, and so we had to do like a 15 minute, a 15 minute sermon each, but I ended up doing the main one. I ended up doing the one that was almost 40 minutes. So I never, you know, I never asked to do it. It was just something that I had to do. So, Hmm. You know, that sermon, like, I really didn't have a connection with God. I, I didn't really have a connection with, with anything, really. I was just so focused on the things that were going wrong in my life. I didn't take time to think about things that were good because it just seemed like there was nothing good going on. Right. right. So um, from middle school, uh, because I was such an introvert and I had so many other things going on, I, it affected my schoolwork. So I didn't have very good grades. Mm. Um, and that really started from, from sixth grade all the way till my senior year. Mm. I didn't really have great grades. So when I would come home, um, you know, my parents would get mad at me. And they would, you know, obviously, if you're, you know, you have Caribbean parents, they, they use this thing. <laughs> wow. So mm-hmm. I, used to get, I used to get beat a lot because on top of that, you know, me having bad grades, I also had a bad temper because of some of the things that I was dealing with with my dad. Right. So wow. I, I would take that anger out on my mom mm-hmm. and then she would, she would tell my dad and my dad would beat me and then I would just get beat on top of beating on top of beating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, so, become, it become a vicious circle after a while. It, yeah, yeah it, it, it was just like, it was like every time I would come home, like it would just be something. It would be whether me having a, a bad grade or me having an attitude or, and, and which looking back now, like I don't, the only thing explanation that I could give for why I was that way was like, it was just anger. Mm. Like that was the only emotion that I understood at that time. It was just like, it was anger. It was depression. And that was really it. Like there was nothing that was 
making me happy at that time. It just felt like everything was going wrong. Mm. And mm. I, I almost felt like my family kind of gave up on me. Mm. It, it felt that way. Because if you know, they would compare me to Brianna, yeah. and Brianna was the you know the exceptional student. She was doing yeah. everything right. Yeah. She was you know her life was on track, and I was wow. kind of the, I had the harder upbringing than she did, and I don't ever put it on her, but it was just something that just made me. Hmm. I was just angry. Like right. I felt like, I felt like the stepchild in the family. Okay. Yeah, I felt wow. like the stepchild in the family. It, it was, it, yeah, it's, that's a serious statement, but it's really what I felt. Like, I just felt like I didn't belong in that family because, you know, my dad was doing his thing. You know, my mom and sister were doing their thing and it was always just me. I would always have to figure things out for myself. And if I did it wrong, that would make it worse. It would work it so, yeah. yeah. Mm. So, you know, that really just, it, it really took over me from, from there until my senior year and, and up until that point like god was was non-existent it was just me showing up to church because i had to and and and, know, and and showing up and showing up every time saying happy sabbath right but you know you know what joe uh you're sharing this and um we myself and dawn we and our family we've been through similar yeah, um struggles and same um and then people look at us and say we're the perfect, perfect family. family i've had that actually said to me you have a perfect family yeah. and I'm mm-hmm. like, what are you talking about? Right. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 The amount of times I would hear that, it was just, mm. it got to the point where it was just so annoying because it's like, you would say, they would say we have the perfect family, but I would be thinking to myself, what are you talking about? We have no family. Like the family <laughs> dynamics were not there. Yeah. Right. So it's like, well, so it's like, it was always like, why are you telling me we have a perfect family? If you just like, if people would just step in your shoes for five minutes mm-hmm. yeah. and see, like, how you lived outside of the church, mm-hmm. like, it would be a completely different thing. Like, like when yep. people would see us, I like, they would always tell my mom, because, you know, like, at one point, my mom was the director of the of Pathfinders. Right. 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 So they would always tell my mom, like, oh, my God, like, you have the perfect kids. You have the perfect husband. You have the perfect everything. Like, everything is like- just great. Mm-hmm. Because we would show up to church with a smile. Yeah. Right. But, but I would always say, like, just because I show up smiling and I'm being nice, that doesn't mean, like, my life is great. It just means I don't want to project it to you. Right. Because it wouldn't be fair. Like, you're not exactly. in my situation. So exactly. I wouldn't want to drag you into it. Right. But right. that doesn't mean that everybody's life is just perfect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I get it. Like, like you know, I'm not the only one that's going through this. But, exactly. like, it drove me to, like, a, a level where I almost self-destruct. Like, mm. like it was it was a big 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 thing and i wasn't ready to handle it at the time mm. so it was just ultimately it would lead to you know depression i did have uh, adhd at one point mm-hmm. and it, it affected my ability to to do well okay. in school yeah. right yeah. and you know so it was that on top of feeling like i failed my mm. family and you know it was kind of like, you know, with my dad always working and stuff and my mom always like, you know, telling me, oh, you're doing this wrong. You're doing this, you're doing that, you're doing that. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, well, where were you like to understand me from the beginning? And I get it. Like I was an introvert. So, you know, I didn't really talk that much, right, right. but it was like, I just, I didn't feel like I knew what I could say because it was like, I just felt like constantly I was always doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Like it was never anything right. And that whole time, I always thought to myself, like, where is God in all of this? Like, mm. why did he, why would he give me this kind of life? 
it, it didn't really make sense to me at the time. So, I mean, it, it was tough. There was one night where it just got like really bad. And like, I, I felt like I lost myself mm. in the sense that I wasn't in my right mind. Mm-hmm. We got into an argument. I got into an argument with my mom mm-hmm. and she was just, I mean, she was just saying stuff that I just, I was just so mad mm-hmm. and it was nothing wrong, but it was just like at that time, like emotionally, I just was not there. Right, right. So like it got to a point where she almost, she didn't do it, but she almost called the police Wow. because mm-hmm. yeah. it was just so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but luckily uh, my dad had come home before she could do it so you know she would tell my dad and he would you know he left me in the room and there was one night where across from me like on the dresser there was like a knife and Mm. I was thinking to myself like maybe I should just end it wow like maybe I should like I thought about that like so many times because it just I just didn't understand like what was my why was why was I here? What was my right. purpose? It didn't make sense. Like, yeah. like everybody else was having the good life. Like everybody was mm. was doing great. Like, wow. and I'm here just like, in my mind, like I was just like, okay, so clearly nobody's here for me. So you you went to um, got out. You, you got, you got out. You went to college, college. and then um, something significant happened while you were at school. Tell us about that. Yeah. So, uh, I barely graduated high school. So. I only had two options for school. Um, one of them happened to be Advent Health, which is um, a medical school. Mm-hmm. So, again, when I got there, you know, again, my relationship with God was non-existent. My relationship with my family wasn't there either. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got close to this one guy. His name was Julio. Um, and he just had this amazing personality where like he could just light up a room, like no matter what you were doing, like no matter how bad life was, he was just that type of person. That'll just, he would just make you feel like you just won the lottery or something. Like he was that great. <laughs> right. So, so we were close for almost a year and a half and it felt like I'd known him for like six years. Right. Cause he was just that great. And so he, he graduated uh, with his master's in the, in OT. Mm. And, you know, we went to his graduation um, and we celebrated with him, you know, yada, yada. Because this was right before the summer trimester. So we mm-hmm. would have like a two week break yeah, before yeah. we'd have to come back. Go back to so um, so he went away. He went back to Miami because that's where his family lived. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went back to his family to, you know, celebrate down there. And uh, he got into a car accident that was actually caused by a, a, a shooting. Wow. There was a shooting that was going on while he was driving and it the bullet actually like would ricochet off his car and he didn't realize it. So mm-hmm. he ended up swerving to get away from it mm-hmm. and he ended up dying as a result of that. Wow. So tragic. And so we didn't find out until the next morning because he was supposed to come back the next day. He was only supposed to go there for the day mm-hmm. and then come back the next day. Mm-hmm. And we didn't see him. So we got a text. I got a text from one of my friends and it was a a fundraiser for his funeral. It said Julio's funeral. And, you know, at first I thought it was, I I, I thought it was a joke. I was in denial. I was like, there's no way this is a real thing. I mean, I I mean, I know people don't joke about that stuff, but, or maybe they do, but I was just like, this can't be real. And then, you know, my friend started coming to my room. He was like, yo, did you see this? I was like, yeah. 
is it real? And he was like, yeah, like they just confirmed it and everything. Mm. And it felt like everything in my entire world just broke. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I, like where, where I'm sitting right now, mm. like I literally sat like this for at least two hours. Wow. Oh, goodness. Like I was, yeah, like the exact way I'm sitting right now. I like I was the phone was right in front of me, and I'm just staring at the message, and I'm just I'm just looking at it. Like I couldn't move. I didn't want to move because mm. like I was just like it just felt like everything froze. So like I was here, my friends were in the living room. They couldn't move either. Like we were just so shocked. Like we yeah. we didn't expect that to happen. Exactly. Like after he just graduated. Right. So you know we end up going to his funeral and everything, and I'm just. I'm still in shock and I'm just, I'm, I'm even more angry now because mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, like I had nobody at that time. Right. Right. I had nobody in my life. I was already on, on the edge of destruction, literally. Mm-hmm. And the one person that was always there for me that actually cared about me, that was, you know, that was actually real. God took him too. And I was thinking to myself, like, so it's like, you just want me to, to be alone. Like it, it felt that way. Cause I'm like, you, you're just taking all the people that actually cared about me. The one person that I felt like actually cared about me, that was actually interested in me at that time. Right. He died hmm. for like no reason. I mean, like the, like the man literally just got his degree. He was making something of his life and he was only two years older than me. Okay. Wow. So yeah, he was only two years older than me. I was 18 at the time. He was 20. Mm. So he literally, like, you know, he just finished. Mm. So I'm like, like, I still think about it to this day. Like, all I can, I, all I can say is, like, why? Like, I never understood why. Like, I understand, you know, God had a reason. Mm-hmm. But I, but it's been, you know, almost five years now, and I still mm. don't know that reason. It, I still don't understand it. Mm. And, you know, when that happened, like, I just felt like it was over at that point. Like, I just, I just didn't want to, I wanted to die, to tell you the truth. You know, because, mm. you know, like I said, I was already on, on the edge of that yeah. point. Yeah. And then, like, you take my best friend away. And it was just like, so I felt like God abandoned me. Mm. I felt like my family was doing their own thing Mm. didn't really have time to worry about me Mm. and you know I just I just felt like I was just I was alone like I was alone it it felt cold it felt like Mm. everything around me was just frozen like I was just here right just like so I mean it was tough and but at that moment Mm -hmm. at that moment Mm -hmm that was actually the moment that I realized that I don't have God in my life. And the reason why is because I was reading a a quote two days ago Uh and it said, it said that you'll realize that God is all you need. Once you realize, no, you'll realize, yeah, God is all you need when you realize that God is all that you have. Mm. you'll realize that god is all that you need right when you realize god is all you had Uh, yeah yes i had nobody else that's right i had nobody else Mm. so i'm like you know i'm just here i'm just like i i felt like nobody was here for me and 
you know, it had me thinking to myself, like, this, you know, everybody in this world, like, it, it comes and goes. But the one person that has always been there for me was was him. Yes. And the crazy thing is, guys, like, before I even thought about the possibility of taking my life, there were other opportunities where I could have died. Yes. You know, and I, I didn't yeah. think about that. I didn't right. think about it at all. I was just so focused on my anger. I was so focused on the bad things that were happening in my life that I didn't realize, like, every day I've been waking up. Yes. Mm. When I, you know, and mm. I've had friends that weren't, that didn't get that opportunity. Right. So, like, in a way, as painful as it was, and, and trust me, it was, oh my God, it was just, it was horrible. Mm. Like that, it, it, the entire school, like, we didn't even have class for like the next two weeks because it was just that shattering. Right. As bad as it was, like, in that moment, in like my worst moment, I realized like I need God mm-hmm. because when everything is gone and there's nobody else there, like who are you gonna run to? There's only one person that's that's been there for you this whole time. Yes. Right. So it, it it was kind of like a a uh it was kind of fifty fifty as far as my emotions because it was like it was horrible. You know, it was really sad. Like I've never experience losing somebody that close at that time right but at the same time it was like i need to find my relationship with god because i have nobody else Mm -hmm. so if i had nobody else like i had nothing to lose let me just try Mm -hmm. and and have some kind of relationship with him Mm -hmm. so uh the year after um, I ended up doing a uh, campus ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, my dean, my dean, uh, ended up putting me on the team, and she was amazing. By the way, she was the one person on that campus that was nice to me from the very beginning. I mean, from the very first day that I moved mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. her and her family are, are amazing. But she put me on the campus ministry team, um, and I started to read the Bible. Because growing up, I, the, I never read the Bible. It was it was nothing to me at that time. I started to read the Bible and I started to understand, you know, what he was trying to tell me and his teachings mm. and everything. And all of a sudden, like, things in my life started to change in the sense that I was more comfortable sharing my stories. Right. Mm. Because, like, I started to notice a, a change happening that God was, was allowing to happen. You know, I started to be more extroverted. You know, I went from having like no friends to having, well, too many friends. Now that you make <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I ended up, you know, being somebody who was, I couldn't do public speaking ever. Actually that one time where I did that, that sermon before I went to college, mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, I don't know if y'all noticed it, but I was nervous. Like, I mean, I had some butterflies. Wow. I'm talking some real big butterflies going in my stomach. I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, oh my God, let me just get this over with. We didn't, we didn't but see it. Did we didn't see, see it. No. Well, thank God. Thank God. Because of Jesus. So uh, I went from that, to, you know, preaching, you know, a few sermons and I would do devotionals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, by God's grace, I ended up, you know, getting my degree and everything. Mm-hmm. And it Amen. seemed like things were, you know, going, you know, they were rising, they were getting better. Um, 
But then God ended up hitting me with another test once I got back. So again, I found myself by my alone, like trying mm. to figure this whole thing out. Again. But um, the difference was through that whole situation, I, I trusted God more. Right. Yeah. Right. Wow. I trusted God more. And so yeah. I, I started to, to try and let go of, of some things in my life and I just let him do it. And now I look back on my story and I think to myself, like, I could use this to help somebody now. Yeah, man. Because Amen. it's like, yeah. it's like, I'm, I feel like I'm a survivor because it, 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 it feels that way now. Like right. I'm looking back on, you know, where I started and, and, you know, where I am today. And I'm just like, I really shouldn't be here right now. Right. Honestly, like I shouldn't be here. And the, the amazing thing is, you know, nobody knew. Like that's right. the, like, that's, right. that's, that's really, right. the, that's really the crazy thing. Like, right. like, like even to this day, all the people that, you know, I grew up looking up to and, you know, the people that I grew up with, like they, mm-hmm. they still don't know. Uh, you know until today at least but yeah it, it's like it's amazing what somebody could be going through mm. when you're you look at them and you don't notice it it's like mm. everybody when you go to church it's like you come with a smile right and and you know everybody thinks that everybody's lives is perfect you know what i'm yeah. saying but they don't understand that you were this close to taking your life two days ago yeah yep. like like they don't they don't think about that stuff as, and, and it's like I think about it and it's, it's crazy. Like I can't understand like how I went from, from that to where I am today. And the only solution I can think of is God. Amen. Amen. I have no other, because you know, I I had nobody else at that time. Like there was nobody there. Right. So, I mean, who could have, who could have transformed me into who I am today? It it doesn't make sense. The only person that it could be was God. And it's like, he was there with me like through the whole time. Yeah, God it's, is amazing. It's, it's absolutely yep. it's absolutely crazy. So yep. I mean So what know, would I've, so I've, what would be yeah. what would be your 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 as as we're about to wrap up now, what what would be your 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 words of encouragement to all the young people who who you think might be going through this stuff? The biggest thing that I think is important for young people to understand is that it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to talk to somebody, mm-hmm. um, especially young people, because the young people of this generation don't usually share their emotions like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's important that you talk about those things. Don't hold it in because it will destroy you. Mm-hmm. It destroyed me. I mean, mm-hmm. destroyed me. It, it it made me use different uh, different areas of escape that you don't ever want to go down that road ever. Right. You know, I went from, I ended up, you know, doing alcohol. I ended up hanging with the wrong crowd, listening to bad music, you know, all the, the entire nine yards. Like I almost, there was one time, you know, I almost went to jail. Like when my mom almost called the cops, I could have went to jail. Right. Like there's, there's so many things that, that these kids, they, they do, they should not have to go through. They don't want, you don't want to go through that. And all that could have been prevented if you just talk to somebody mm. because my mistake was I held it in. Right. I held all that anger in. Right. And it, 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 it just kept inside of me until I finally let it go and it exploded. But you, you gotta, you gotta be able to talk to somebody. There's no shame in talking to somebody saying, listen, I have a problem. 
Right. Like I'd rather I'd rather talk to somebody and get my stuff straight and be labeled soft than to hold mm-hmm. it in and be labeled broken. Yeah. Because that's what I was. Amen. I was broken. Right. Broken. So that's number one. And number two, I mean, the most important thing, and I'm saying this like, and in, in, in for real, find God. Seriously, mm. find God. Mm. Find God. Because he could take your life and, and make it into something beautiful if you just let him. Man. If you just let him. The, 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 the greatest thing that I've ever learned throughout my life is that the scars that were a burden to me, mm-hmm. they're now what I use to portray my yes, message now. Yes, yep. yes, so yeah. if I didn't have those scars, like I don't think I'd be the man yeah. I am today. Yeah. And that's the amazing thing. Like, like you, you, you realize down the road in the future and you look back and you're like, Oh God, that made a lot of sense. Yeah. Like what you did, what you put me through, it made, it made a whole lot of sense. Right. Because now I can actually relate Mm-hmm. to people now Amen. I, can re- I can relate to younger people now yeah. Amen. so you you got to find god i mean god is the the only solution the only solution there is no other solution Amen. i mean the, the you know all you know i realize like all the money all the all the possessions that you have that can't help your happiness that's not gonna help you not at all you can have yeah you can have everything in the world and it's still not gonna help you yeah. The only person that can help you is the man upstairs and mm-hmm. it's not going to happen unless you submit to him. Amen. And that's why it's important for these young people, especially these young people, because unfortunately they're living in a, a generation where social media is evolving like mm-hmm. faster than mm-hmm. we can imagine. And yep. they're so influenced by everybody that's on there. Yes. And unfortunately, you know, they don't have that much time to, to get it together. Like God is, is, is coming back like yeah. real fast. Yes. I mean, yes. I was literally, I literally just had a, a Bible study with, uh, with, uh, Daryl, uh, mm-hmm. the, comp- the drum, drum director. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we was talking about, you know, how, uh, Jesus's return. How does it relate to the things that's going on in this world right now? Mm. And the first thing I said was it's time to wake up. That's right. Like, that's right. It's, it's time to wake up. Like, yeah. like you got to find God. Yeah. Yeah. You have to find God because it, he's the only person that can make your life into something amazing. You know what, what I mean? Like, what yeah. would you tell the young people now of what steps would they take to find God? Because young people that we know, teenagers now, mm-hmm. they've all been in the church forever. They've all mm-hmm. born and raised Adventists. So how do we show them? How do you tell them? This is the steps that you need to take to really have that true relationship with God. I can only speak from my experience, Mm -hmm. but I can tell you that as much as I had good influences in the church, Mm -hmm. I had youth leaders, I had mentors, I had my parents, Mm -hmm. but they can't make you choose God. Amen. They can't can't make you choose God. They can teach you about it, but they can't make you choose. Those people didn't make me choose God. Mm. Uh, As great as they were, they they were amazing. You know, Mm. people like you guys and all these other people, like, they didn't make me choose God. The experiences that I went through, Mm. that I suffered, Mm. ultimately made me choose God. And I'm not saying everybody has to go through that. But but there's a, there's sometimes God's got to, got to knock you upside your head. So you can realize, like, you need to find God right now. Amen. So yep. the steps that I would take that I would advise to these kids, really, um, find God on your own, right? Yep. 
you don't have to, you know, I, you know, I get it. Like, you know, your parents, they're going to shove God down your throat. You don't have to, then you're going to say, you know, I don't have to choose God. You keep, you keep telling me these things like I, but I don't have to do it. Mm. And you're right. And the young people are right. You don't have to do it. But I would ask a simple question. Where do you want to spend the rest of your eternity? Mm. It's not like, like, these are the questions that we have to get real with, with these young people, unfortunately, yeah. like at their, at their such a young age. We have, but we have to get real with them because, mm. you're, you know, they're right. Like, they have to choose that for themselves. Exactly. But we're at the point now where what is your alternative? What are you going to, what are you going to do? Right. You want to spend the rest of your life, your life here or do you want to spend uh, your life in, you know, with the father? Mm. So the biggest step is you you got to find God for yourself. Everybody's got their own experiences. Yes. Everybody's got their own pathway to finding God. Nobody just, you know, wakes up and just says, I'm with God. Right. Like sometimes you got to go through some experiences, you know, and, and, and find God, you know, and everybody's got their own testimony. Yes. Right. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, as long as you find God, he could take whatever you had to deal with mm-hmm. and, he, he just erases it. And he just says, you know what? I'm going to make you into something amazing. Amen. Right? Amen. Yes. Amen. So sure. find God on your own. Find God on your own. For sure. Find Amen. God. Amen. And powerful. Powerful yes. Joseph. Yes. Joseph. Yes. And um, we just want to just uh, encourage you to keep yeah. to keep holding on to God. On, and um, he's, he's brought you through a lot. And he's he done has. so much for you. Yeah. And um, now you're back in school again. You, you, you're pursuing your master's. Mm-hmm. And you're yes. back at church helping the young people yeah. with the jump core and stuff. And they all awesome. look up to you, including our daughter. Yeah. We know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah. They're, so, they're amazing. Yeah. They're amazing. So we're, we're happy for you, man. And we're happy that God has really uh, revealed himself to you, man. Absolutely. You know, through your experiences, man. And we'll continue praying for you and your Absolutely. ministry, Joseph. Oh, yeah. You know, and just uh, keep yeah. close Appreciate to God. It. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. Amen. Yes. So. It's true. All right. So. Don't you pray to finish up? Okay. Heavenly Father, you've heard Joseph. You've heard his testimony, but you knew his testimony already. Amen. What an amazing way you've led this young man through his life. We've known him since he's a baby. Mm. And now we see how his life has gone and how you've orchestrated the steps in order to bring him so very close to you. So I ask that you continue to be with him in his heart and his mind as he speaks to all those around him, as he ministers to the young people, continue to have your steps in in front of his face so Mm -hmm. he understands what it means to truly serve you so he can keep on sharing and keep on doing your will for everyone around you. It's my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, Joe, you know. You know, yeah. I got some new drum beats for you, by the way, man. You, you, know, you know, you'll be coming to me for some drum beats. I got some in the bag waiting for you. Hey, hey, let me know, man. You know, I'm always busy, bro. Right, right. Get me, get me with some beats, man. Right. And the other thing, too, man, we, we'll be praying for God that you find a, a young lady, man, because I know you're getting to that age, man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she'll come when, when God's ready, man. Yeah, All right, yeah, we will. True, yeah. yeah, when God is ready, man. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, man. Hey, so but keep... Real talk, though. I, I appreciate everything you guys are doing with this, with this, man. It's a beautiful thing. Amen. So to keep God. doing it, man. Keep to God be it. the glory. So, and say yes. hello to the family, Amen. man, and we'll, we'll talk soon, okay? Yeah. All, right. All right. God bless. You guys take care. All right. All right. Bye. Take care. Bye bye.